Kirsten, how's the pumpkin pie? I love pumpkin pie. It's like my favorite. The best one is the Costco one. Oh, yeah. Costco yeah. pumpkin yes. pie. Yeah. Oh, my. It's, yeah, it's the best. But it's also Costco size, so... Yeah. <laughs> You say that and, like it's a bad it, thing. Well, Johnny doesn't eat it, pumpkin pie, so oh, really? that, okay. I would be up to me. No, he doesn't like it. It's, I'll, I'll come over. British yep. people, British people find it really weird, like really weird. Like Johnny's parents, <laughs> when we, they first um, heard of pumpkin pie, like they came for Thanksgiving, <laughs> and they were like, "What the fuck, pumpkin? What do you mean a pumpkin pie? Why would you eat that as a dessert?" Like they didn't understand because it's a vegetable, a vegetable. right? Well, it also tracks that they wouldn't have it because they aren't celebrating Thanksgiving. They don't have that there. They have trifle. No. Yeah, they have trifle. It's... And that thing they light on fire, figgy pudding at Christmas. <laughs> but Brian, your camera's off because why? Because there's no, the camera's not plugged into this computer anymore for whatever reason. Lame. Hang on. Now Brian is uh, plugging it in. No, I don't. I, it's, it's on your side. I don't know how. You're passing it down and through? Let's see. I, I, don't, I can't pass it down and through. All right. It's just a real pleasure. We found a hole! It's just a real pleasure to be back here in studio with my pal. Shut up, Art! Witnessing this live in-studio troubleshooting with a webcam that that's never been unplugged. I asked for that one. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, China has caused Apple shares to drop more than $250 billion. Uh, but that's okay. It was the iPhone 15 event today. They'll make it up. And D23 happened. Disney's releasing 100 movies on Blu-ray. It'll cost you an arm and a leg. And Chris Evans got married. Sorry, Art. <laughs> Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to be the Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast, episode 256. We record this on the evening of Tuesday, September 12, 2023. We're one day away from, from Zone Day, which is 9-13. I'm Webmeister Bud, iOS Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7-20 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone. Oh, Art? Me, sorry. I almost forgot yeah. I had to do it. Yeah. Been so busy <laughs> busting up rebellions. Ghost busting? <laughs> Busting up rebellions because I'm a stormtrooper. No, he's a stormtrooper oh. for the government. Remember the line. He's a stormtrooper for the government, and busting makes him feel good. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh. Uh, yes, Art Aronson. Hello. Uh, yeah, that's me. I'm DJ Boytano. I do the evening zone and nothing else. Oh, my God. Don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> I'm Bubble Cino. I host Afternoon Zone, which precedes Evening Zone. Sorry, that doesn't... <laughs> Thank you. Wow. How nice to have a full compliment. Oh, my gosh, everybody. Wow, oh, wow, hey. When was the last time we had this? It's been a while. Yeah, and when likely will we have it again? Kirsten, you're not coming back, are you? I don't know. I could. We'll see. That'd be nice. Because last time, uh, last time I didn't have this microphone, right? So I would have oh, had yeah. to come in. To the studio to do any podcasting. Well, so I don't know. It'd be so nice. Now you can just go to your third living room. Yeah, or my yeah, whatever this is, the loft wherever I am now. Yeah, Kirsten does have three living rooms. I gotta take a look at this actually. Oh, you're looking at Kirsten? Anyways, um, uh, thanks. I loved uh, last week's podcast. Enjoyed very much while I was away on vacation. Uh, missed you all so much. Great pod. Um, I had a whole preamble prepared about... Um, I had a fun thing. Thanks, Kirsten, for... seemed to be quite... 
interested in my little shark diving um, adventure, but then I talked about it on the radio yesterday because I thought it was a pretty interesting <laughs> thing to talk about, and then I got dragged on Reddit for talking about it. <laughs> oh, so, no. What? Uh, really? Fuck it. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. I won't oh, bore you with my story about how I came face to face with sharks. What a boring story. To be fair. <sighs> God. It was the re- it was the red, but it was a Reddit about the mixtape. Oh, that I comment! Know. And so, <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah. First, nothing I can say could compete with the mixtape. Okay, no. and so everything by comparison <laughs> probably hasn't been easy for Jenny, who's been here for two weeks without this thing. You know, having to just like just do more silly content. Who wants to win a twenty five dollars gift certificate, everybody, in place of the mixtape? That's been likely a challenge for her. Now, eventually. Eventually, now it's gone along to it gets mentioned on Reddit that the mixtape goes away. So someone wants to, someone tuned in and didn't like my vacation stories so or drags me. <laughs> Boy, I needed that today. That was fun so, for me. Solo radio personality talking about diving with sharks. I kid you not. Two exclamation points. Telling a long-winded vacation story. Three exclamation points. That doesn't sound Lol. like me. All I could think of <laughs> was how this station has lost the plot. Thanks. We appreciate your opinion. <laughs> what is funny about this too is that thread got sent to me last night because I'm I'm seeing this gal who I really like quite a lot, and we were chatting last night, and she likes Reddit, and I was like, oh Reddit, the thing that shits on me about once or twice a year, <laughs> um, and she, all of radio and all of local media. Yeah, I seem to get it the worst, and um, <laughs> she and she's like, oh okay, oh it's oh she's she of course is a sweetheart, so she was like, oh. Oh, I'm so sorry that happens to you. I'm like, whatever. You know, it doesn't bother me. And then she, last night she sends me a link. She's like, oh, you guys are getting talked about. And I was like, great. And then I rechecked it in on again today. And there, sure enough, I am being ripped on, ripped on, ripped on. How dare I lead an interesting life and then bring those once in a lifetime experiences back to share them with an audience? Hey, leave the house. You might be interested. In the things that are out there. Nah. Anywho. <laughs> I have to read you the replies to this comment. The first one was from no, the OP, God, who please. said, I noticed Paul and Jenny, spelled P-A-U-L and J-E-N-N-I, were no longer there. Maybe it was just a few minutes I listened, but they're usually chatting between every song. Definitely seems crappy that one of their bright artists is forced to stop doing something due to insufficient staffing and being overworked. The reply to that comment was... Paul and Jenny aren't there. This was spelled P-A-U-L and J-E-N-N-I. But Paul and Jenny, spelled correctly, are, which I thought was a nice little dig. (laughs) Cute. Um, The whole post is very sweet. There was a post Mm -hmm. um, by Reddit username Victoria BC S-U-P-R. So it's like Victoria BC stand-up paddleboarder. um, Titled Farewell 91.3 Mixtape at 5. And it was a very nice... Yeah, sort of like selfishly sad post about the demise of the mixtape. Yeah, hey, I'm all for uh, getting online and bemoaning the demise of the mixtape. Hey, that's real nice. Oh, my I, God. I just wonder if you need to include shitting on me. But thanks. Anyway, and anyways, um, uh, that's all. I had a nice day today. So, so <laughs> this person has been sh- was shitting on you because you were posting luxurious Photos? No, from no, your... no, because no, I talked about it on the radio. No, it's oh, just okay. yeah, in re- in because they they had a thing that they're used to hearing, which was the mixtape. Yes, and then they caught 
Paul's vacation story, which I I loved. <laughs> Agreed. I thought it was fantastic. And I, you know, I, I too maybe think sad that, that I missed uh, it. Look at hey, mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not uh, above some constructive criticism. So thank you for that, and I'll never tell a personal story ever again. And uh, if I ever do any more amazing things, I won't bore you with them. Uh, God. Did so, you have a good time, though? Great time. Great time. <laughs> hey, great time. You leave your house once in a while. Go get face-to-face with a shark if you have the opportunity. I recommend it. Oh, sorry. I'm being long-winded. Oh, sorry. Let me not <laughs> go on any longer about this. Fuck. And I'm Kirsten James. <laughs> this week on Butts Weekly Geek Out. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God. That was so great. I, I talked about two things that are happening in China. First is that they China is not going to let their citizens use chat GPT because it's created oh. by Americans and it will probably speak badly of China, which, as we may know from the Great Firewall, the take on the Great Wall of China, uh, China, the government controls everything that their citizens see on the Internet. And it's been quite a thing. Uh, so they have made their own chatbot, which they call Ernie. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and the story was that despite it being a phenomenally popular chatbot, it is still not answering any questions that you could not get answered on the Internet in China. So uh, probably (laughs) the best question was like if you asked Ernie, the Chinese AI, if Xi Jinping was sick, Xi Jinping's the uh, head of the People's Republic of China now. A leader being sick is something the Chinese government would never want to admit. If you ask mm. if Xi Jinping is sick, Ernie says, let's talk about something else. Are you serious? <laughs> Which is mind-blowing for something that is supposed mm-hmm. to be a chatbot. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. The other thing that I talked about is that, uh, yeah, Apple's lost about 6% of its uh, share price in a couple of days uh, because government workers in China were recently banned from using their iPhones at the office or using them for work purposes. And this is now extending to uh, government-backed agencies or state-owned companies. And so, yeah, they can't use iPhones anymore. Um, P.S. Most iPhones are made at Foxconn, which is located in China. Um, Mm. And uh, yeah, so it's a big old um, ban slash fight because does anybody here know about the the china u.s ai fight yeah no sorry I thought. <laughs> thank you paul thank you paul um <laughs> the u.s is basically afraid that china will be able to build smarter harder better faster stronger ai for military and intelligence and surveillance purposes uh, that china will get ahead of the u.s in building these and the u.s wants to be first i gotta be first we gotta be better so what they're doing is they are no longer exporting the chips that train ai from the states because like nvidia makes a crap ton of them uh they're no longer exporting that to china so china can't get the good chips not through any legitimate means china in turn, has stopped exporting gallium and germanium, which are two of the rare earth materials uh, very important for chip making. So, um, what do you call this? Uh, pissing contest. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, did you love when the two most powerful superpowers in the world have one of those little pissing contests? First, <laughs> first it was the Canadian government and Meta, right? Just like mm-hmm. s- just like slapping each other. 
And uh, and who suffers? Uh, all of Canada. Yeah. So now it's this because who's going to suffer when chip production gets crazy? That's uh, oh, we felt that already before with the chip shortage. So I don't think that's going to get much better. Yeah, I'm so not into any of this AI, this chat GPT, any of this stuff. I, Have you tried it? N- yeah. Yeah. Maybe once or twice. I'm just like, OK, this is not that fun. I don't understand. Like, why would I? OK. I don't know. Immediately didn't appeal to me. And but but all I hear is like, uh, well, one day it'll become sentient and murder us all with nuclear weapons. But until then, it'll also be a huge pain in the ass for everybody. Oh, okay, great. Wow. Start to finish. What a great thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like all of this is just like, yuck. I think with AI, if you find a specific use for it, then you might use it for that kind of thing. I think, Paul, what you're running into is that everybody seems to be so hot on it for no particular reason. They're, you know, it's it's new and fun and interesting, mm-hmm. and everybody's trying it for that reason, but without a point, without like a a useful purpose in your life or your workflow. Mm-hmm. No, I don't really think you're going to find it all that uh all that interesting or thrilling. But so, they build a bunch of it into the new Apple stuff, which is interesting. Yeah, I work in, I write government comms, and I know a few of my coworkers have used it to, when they have like, like a brain block or something, writer's sure, block, yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll like, you know, mm-hmm. they'll write it like a PR, like they'll write a press release. Yeah, yeah, they're like, okay, throw this in and then see what comes out of it, and then we can work from that. Oh. That sort of thing. Yeah. So. I, I guess it's kind of useful that way, but we've had a few memos about it for sure. Oh, really? Like, please don't do that? Well, just be careful, AI. And I think they're still trying to figure out a policy on it. I right. mean, if it's to do that, if it's to just to kind of like push through a, bl- a brain block and then sort of reformulate. Continue to let the humans know. at it? Yeah, exactly. Because that's, yeah. that's all writing is, right? It's like you yeah. got your, especially writing PR, like it's, it's you've got your points and you're basically linking those points with, with a series of words. If you end up getting a block and you're just stuck and you use like, okay, well, let's plug these into AI and see how it does it. As long as you're not going copy, paste, that's the Precisely. Uh, press release. Precisely. Yeah. I think- as long as you're a human is sort of there from, from front to back, I think it's no different than getting somebody else's opinion on how to construct the brief. Yeah, it just happens point. to be that that somebody else is a super powerful computer. I think from a government standpoint, there's like a security risk. I could see that. There. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely. I think that's where the memos are. Well, because you're plugging really sensitive into. information into yeah. artificial so, intelligence thing that's on the internet. Yeah. There's there's also concern about, you know, it's like people writing their thesis or papers, academic papers. Oh, yeah. Right? Like there's a, it's, yeah, you, you know, can't just copy and paste off of Wikipedia, but now if super powerful artificial intelligence is, is writing any amount, big pieces, small pieces, whatever, of your uh, paper that's for Marx, you know, like that can also be a challenge. That's another one. Um, look, I mean, I'm not totally against That's been happening all this past year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, then, yeah. and I know that's like universities and, and, and schools are just like having to deal with it. And like Art says, it's like we're so far behind on writing a policy on this very powerful technology throughout our society. We don't know what is what. Um, yeah, it's just neat and interesting. I, you know, look, at, I don't mean to come across as a total caveman about this thing. And you're right, but obviously that there are going to be very interesting applications. We'll see how it gets used. But oh, Boy, is it ever a pain in my ass event until now. 
AI, a pain in Paul's ass. Coming soon. <laughs> Another amazing trailer for Godzilla Minus One. I am so ready for this in theaters December 1st. This is the Japanese-produced Gojira movie. As far as I'm concerned, the movie. You know, Americans have been continuing to make all the Godzilla movies, but, like, I don't know, if you want maybe, you know, pure experience or whatever. Um, I just would like... I'm, I'm ready to see this movie because... I've seen a whole bunch of American-produced movies, and I think there's a certain marked difference of what you get from a different culture, especially when it comes to a blockbuster kind of movie. Like, for instance, the writer, director, and visual effects person of this movie are all the same guy. Wow. Like, yeah. you don't get that in America. It's a very strange uh, and foreign culture shocky kind of thing. And that's one of the reasons I want to see it. But there's also Monarch colon Legacy of Monsters uh, coming from Apple TV. Uh, plus, it'll be a series that's uh, launching in... Oh, what's the date on that one? Very soon. And this but it's, is the same universe as Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, because it's like Monarch is still the 2014 series. When that when that series was rebooted in 2014, it's within that mm -hmm. universe. Oh my god, that's so cool! Um, while I was on vacation, I visited uh, one of the filming locations of Kong Skull Island. But please don't let me bore you with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> November 17th on Apple TV Plus for Monarch colon Legacy of Monsters, the series. It was really cool. They still had the big uh, monkey skull and uh, triceratops skull props just uh, laying out in the field. Did they? That's awesome. Oh, no. that's right, too. And no. you went and you, you did the quote? It's I actually boring. loved that. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> what quote? About the big pile of... Or oh, you modified it the somehow. The Jurassic Park the Jurassic Park. Oh, one. that's, yeah, that's, sorry, not the Kong one. Yeah, that's right, because a lot of Jurassic Park was also filmed there, and uh, we recreated that's a huge pile of shit by saying that's a regular-sized pile of shit, because it was a working cattle farm, and so there were regular-sized piles of shit. Kind of, Reddit.com. Yeah, very boring. <laughs> sorry, I'm oh, so sorry. sorry to waste all of your time <laughs> that I went to somewhere cool. What I, so boring. I'll just shut we up. We love you, P-A-U-L. Uh, Next up, Carl's <laughs> Date. This, for some reason, is a whole thing for Disney, but the short that preceded the movie Elemental, which... The short itself is dropping on Disney Plus on Wednesday, which is probably today or now as you hear this. Rush out to your Disney Plus and go watch the short, which, of course, is one of Ed Asner's last roles. Uh, Carl. That's right. Another thing dropping on Disney Plus on October 4th is Haunted Mansion. That was fast. Did anybody see this new Haunted Mansion? No. Was it in theaters? <laughs> yeah, apparently no. so. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, hey, listen, uh, we all uh, get so tired of uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas and, I don't know, Gremlins, all the other Halloween movies. The classics. Uh, the cla the Ghostbusters. Movie, huh? What's that? Isn't Gremlins a Christmas movie? Yeah, yes, not Gremlins right. 2. Oh, right? Yeah. You didn't say 2. 
Yeah. <laughs> She's right. Sorry, I'm just trying to stifle myself. Word economy. Um, oh my god. So, wasn't Die Hard with a Vengeance a Christmas movie? <laughs> okay. okay. So yeah, it'll. I are are any of us gonna dial up the haunted mansion in this holiday season? I will, but it's also weird. Yeah, why didn't they release this during October? Why did they release this? As a summer movie. movie. That's why they knew it would drop on Disney Plus for Halloween. To me, that says they knew this wasn't going to be a Halloween theater hit. Yeah. Uh uh. Their timing was your It still seems weird because it still seems like they could have maybe made a little bit more money in October from theater ticket sales. Maybe. I'm getting very washed up because of the sunset. One sec. While Brian is fixing the blinds, The Boy and the Heron is the latest Studio Ghibli movie from Hayao Miyazaki that'll be in theaters December 8th. Trailer looks very cool, if not a little bit smoother than your previous trailers for Miyazaki films because, uh, or Studio Ghibli films, probably because I'm guessing there's a little bit more CG in here, but the rest of it looks just as cool and charming as all the other um, Ghibli movies. I'm looking forward to this. There's some some creepy bits in here too, which is kind of neat. Um, but then let's let's please address the elephant in the room. Is that this is the fourth this is the fourth time that Hayao Miyazaki, head of Studio Ghibli, has failed at retiring. He said he was going to retire in 1997 after Princess Mononoke came out. Then he said he was going to retire in 2001 after Spirited Away came out. Mm. I went to the theater to see the last movie he put out before he retired in 2013 called The Wind Rises. But no, he's back again. Fourth failed attempt at retiring. Uh, but this movie looks really good. So he's the uh, the okay Tom Brady that. of anime. Oh, so did, I, did I step on your line, Art? I, I was going to say Brett Favre. <laughs> oh, sure. okay. Tom, Tom, Tom Brady works. Too. Uh, sure. I was waiting. I was waiting. He's like, oh, Art's going to say something sportsy. I mean, you only get uh, one. You really should only get one retirement. You know? Yeah, one retirement announcement. Yeah. E- yeah. How about just don't say anything until you're retired? Or just die. Everyone just, just oh, keep shit. working. Just die. Okay. Wow. Oh, you know what I mean? If he's gonna, well, that, well, I only mean that because it's clear that this guy is just gonna keep on working until he drops. So clearly, quit, yeah. Quit telling yeah. us about he, your retirement. Just drop eventually. That's the thing, because he again, fourth time failed retiring. He's already talking about another movie. He's no, he's stopped the whole retirement thing. He's not talking about that anymore. Yeah, it's hard with like with creativity. With with a creative medium like you know making movies and animated movies and and stuff, I can imagine that because like the creativity or the creative mind never really stops or never really precisely. Retires. Yeah, sometimes you have enough money and you can go live with your three living rooms on a on a you know in, in your big house or whatever. Um, but sometimes no, you just can't stop that. And I love that for him because we get more Ghibli movies. Was that a Kirsten jab just now? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> in your house. Pretty sure she totally missed it. Next up, Mr. Dress Up, colon, The Magic of Make Believe. This will be a documentary on Prime Video on October 10th. Um, I'll just mention Zoner Kendra brought this to us. Like she's Well, she brought it to me, but um, we, she doesn't contribute a lot to the new sheet. So thank you for that. This looks really sweet really good with a lot of great interviews of 
people and cool Canadians, you know, Fred Rogers as well, talks about uh, Ernie Coombs uh, and being Mr. Dress Up and um, the, the like other puppeteer. Like it, it, it looks it looks very cute and wholesome. That's so great. Well, thanks, Kendra, for sending us something. That's mm-hmm. nice. First time sender. Uh, I And I also love it. I love that there's this little string coming together now of great Canadian personalities who are getting their due with uh, good documentaries about their contributions to culture, life, arts, whatever. Um, and Mr. Dressup, how good is Mr. Dressup? Mr. Dressup is the tip of the spear of really great Canadian children's television programming that happened kind of in that era and afterwards as well, which I don't know. I think I've maybe I've mentioned this before too, but uh, I recently was learning all about there's an exhibit I think happening in Toronto right now that kind of talks about that era of Canadian children's television programming and how influential it was worldwide. Really? Yeah, if you think about all the really good shows that came out, like Today's Special, Mr. Dressup is certainly in there, Under the Umbrella Tree, Pokeroo, you know, stuff like wow. that, that that really did, um, it was very, very different than stuff that was coming out of the States, and then it became super influential uh, to, to everyone else who was doing kids' TV show. Continuing on with Big Comfy Couch, like, think about how many great kids' shows when was were the made. Littlest, Ho- Littlest Hobo? When was that? Uh, 70s. Yeah, that predates. <laughs> that wasn't really for kids, was it? Kinda. I oh, took a gun what? out of the lake that time. <laughs> Do you remember okay, that? maybe not for kids. Good Canadian programming, though, nonetheless. Lola's Hobo? Yeah. Did yeah. you mention today's special? Yes. The mannequin? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Littlest Hobo in 1963 to 1965, and then 1979 to 1985. Oh, that's, wow. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, that hobo is blazing a trail for us all. Bless him. Bless that. <laughs> bless that series of dogs. <laughs> Great messaging, though. Go back and watch. Yeah. The Lilith Hobo. Yeah. What was the message? Don't throw your guns in the lake. <laughs> yeah. Don't do a crime. <laughs> Every episode had their messages. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next documentaries I want to see are Raffi and Fred Penner. Let's get it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another trailer. I bring this up because uh, Venom is in here. Oh, I'm going to forget his name now. Tom, Tom the Hardy. guy who's not Hardy. the football player. Brady? Hardy. <laughs> yeah, Hardy. Brady. Hardy. Sorry, Tom Hardy. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'll never get that right. Uh, our our guy, Venom, plays the sort of patriarch of this motorcycle gang. And so, yeah, it's a movie called The Bike Riders. It'll be in theaters December 1st, but I'll be going to see Godzilla Minus One. So, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tom Hardy, uh, Austin Butler, who's in Elvis, Jody Comer is in it. And, uh, yeah. It looks intense. Yeah, it does. And dramatic. Finally, in coming soon, that cute video game from last year where you were a cat in this dystopian world and you had a little floating robot buddy and you could like literally, like you climb things as cats and you knock things over. Uh, and the only people around were robots. It was called Stray. Uh, it was by the, this cool company called Annapurna. They're going to turn the video game into an animated movie. At some point. And the Annapurna like no, doesn't just do games. They have Annapurna films. And they also did a, a Netflix series that we've talked about here on this show called Nimona about the uh, queer shapeshifter. So, um, yeah. Go cool. Annapurna. Yeah, I'll watch that. I'll watch a show. I'll watch a TV show or a movie about a stray cat in a post-apocalyptic world with a robot friend. Sure. You got me. Great. Interesting. New. Neat. 
Incentive. Strategy. Marketing. Synergy. Disney. Words. Thanks, Paul. So much. Thank you very much. Um, Geek News proper. Today is Tuesday. It was the iPhone 15 event. Bless you, The Verge, for compressing the 17-hour uh, <laughs> live stream into 17 minutes. We have linked to the 17-minute version on our uh, in our show notes. Paul, I would love your thoughts, presuming you watched it. I didn't. And You didn't? No. You're the Apple fanboy of all Apple fanboys in this room. Have you finally hit hit the hit the moment? No. In fact, this morning I was very seriously considering calling in sick to, to stay home and watch the whole event. <laughs> I, and here's I, the thing, right? Like I knew I I was I work in the office beside you and you were being pulled in all sorts of different directions. Yeah. For all, and I felt so bad because I'm like, the Apple thing is now. Why isn't Paul watching it? I know, I know. I yeah, I just had a million things. Tuesdays are our busiest day, and it always chaps me so much. Because during the pandemic, when we always just zoom into all our meetings, I would zoom in on my iPad, but I definitely would be watching the Apple event on the TV, and I would not be paying attention to the Zoom meeting whatsoever. Nope. Sitting there nope. with a coffee, enjoying, like letting the whole announcement wash over me. I loved it. Uh, so it always breaks my heart when I have to go to work rather than watching. <laughs> I- I feel like I've I feel like I've met the Apple threshold of well, things. And this is what I could say about this without watching a minute of yeah. the presentation today or even this this 17 minute long rundown is that I think everybody is. Yeah. I think nobody rushes to, you know, get the new iPhone, so few of us anyways. That time uh, has passed. That time has passed. I said it today that uh, on the radio, so likely it was bad and boring and long-winded, but Oh my god. Paul. I said that <laughs> the iPhone now is like a car. Okay, it's like every year a new version. I think probably said this last year too. The the iPhone is like a car. Every year a new version of the Toyota Corolla comes out and that Toyota Corolla is pretty much the same with a few maybe technical upgrades from last year's model or the previous generation of that Corolla. The phone does it as well now. All phones do it. All these things. So, yeah, it's true. Apple's like dominance of this being an event, the new phone dropping, is has dwindled down to pretty much nothing. People will try and kind of absorb a little bit if they catch like a tweet or two about it what the big advancements are about this new phone because well maybe not this year but maybe but maybe next year I'll eventually get a new phone and I'll just get the newest one whatever it is and it's nice to know what that phone has on it uh, you know and um, and that's all it really is that's all they're doing at this point but Apple in general I just I haven't really gotten excited for any product that they've put out in, oh, the, really? last, in the last three Four years, whatever. Yeah, um, I think they're they 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 need to come up with something else. I think to stay on top. I don't think so. I, I don't know. I Kirsten, you should weigh in on this too. But I kind of think that Apple just can stay the course for a long time. What, how much more do they need to revolutionize the entire way our society works within one generation? You know, like the smartphone is just the smartphone. I don't think it's going to get much better. The camera keeps getting nicer. The chips are a little faster. But if they continue to have, you know, this share of the market with the prices that they push, I think they need to have something a little revolutionary. There was a little bit of a sticker shock on these new phones, for sure. And um, but yeah, Kirsten, what do you think? I just 
I mean, I guess they've got to be making enough money to be putting these things out, but like, yeah, I, I just don't understand why they keep doing it. Like, I guess it's like the cars, like they make enough money and that's why they do. Here's the newest version. Cause there's enough fucking rich people that live yeah. in different tax brackets exactly. that are buying these phones every year. Yeah. Um, but imagine if they could use those people that are working on making the chip 0.05 faster mm. to develop something new and exciting. But instead we just get iPhone 15 slightly faster camera, slightly better. I don't even know, like if more expensive, like what's better about this phone, Paul? Uh, great battery life. Great battery life. <laughs> the the two big things are that uh, the, this thing has a USB-C port at the bottom of it now. Uh, so once again, Apple ported, brought it out, touted it like they've invented USB-C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, which finally they're getting rid of Lightning. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, but if you still have Lightning, you can buy a thirty-dollar dongle for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, certainly you can. Yeah. Hate it. Well said. Bye. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's just like, hey, rich people, stop buying a new phone every year. Exactly. So that people, so that the waste can stop. Yep. They're so wasteful. Mm. And then these people that are working on this phone, maybe we can get a new thing for art. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's interesting. I don't know. I, I just feel like people are in their own little cycles of when they upgrade their phone, just in the same way that, you know, eventually you're going to need a new car. Uh, eventually you're going to need a new phone. When's the last time everyone here, like, Brian, when did you, when's the last time you bought a new phone? Was upgraded your phone? Um, last upgrade was, I guess this was last year. Okay. And how long do you yeah. think it'll last you? I'm already starting to... Really? <laughs> yeah. It's just because this one sucks. Like, I cheaped out. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it, right? Everyone just makes these little choices. And the newer version of that phone, or your Android phone of choice, mm-hmm. will be newer and better. And that'll be a great option for you whenever it is yeah. time for you to upgrade. Like, I haven't... What do you got, Art? A 13? iPhone 13? Is it like two years 14 old? 14 because oh, 14. I dropped mine oh, in the pool. I don't know if I told you guys. I went swimming Oh, with there's it. that. And he's in that yeah. stormtrooper tax bracket. Uh, yeah, you know, he can afford just... it. We get it. You have access to a pool. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that is yeah. like the rich person like, oh, I dropped it in the pool. <laughs> if, you <laughs> leave your, if you leave your iPhone in the bottom of the pool for a few hours. Yes. It will not survive. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Good yeah. to know. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. No amount of rice <laughs> will save that. <laughs> so did anybody actually watch the presentation? No. 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 I did not I did not watch the 26-hour version. I did watch the 17-minute version. Okay. And I'm just going to touch on a couple things. Mm. One, the... Uh, the probably the most annoying thing is they've replaced the little flippity switch that turns your ringer from from on to silent with a push action button. Yucky. So, exactly. So now you can you can turn your phone to silent by pushing the no no no. You have to hold the button first and then confirm. So it's two press, a hold and a press. But it can do all these other things. You can go to your camera. You can change your language. You can. Yeah. Uh, whatever. So lots of things like that. Okay. Um, another thing I thought was interesting, the phones, the glass ish shells of the phones are like tinted unto themselves. So it's like a translucent pink or blue or whatever color you choose. Hmm. Um, wait, say that again. The shells of the phone is, is made uh-huh. of a tinted glass. That's how they're coloring so, it this time around. The, the backs, 
not the fronts. The whole, like the back and the sides, like it's all, yeah. But not the part where I look at my phone. Like no, my not phone the screen. Isn't gonna have you're, a you're not going to have a pink. Okay. I, no, definitely not. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, they are using, they have two wide cameras on the iPhone 15, and you can shoot with both of those at once to make 3D photos and video. But of course, they don't call it 3D because that is done and old. They call it spatial photos and videos that uh. you can look back on in 3D with your. Um, your ski goggles? What are they called? Oh, yeah. Ski goggles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what I did think was quite well done. This takes from the Apple Vision Pro. I just remembered the Apple Vision Pro. This takes from the Apple Vision Pro. You know how it's controllerless, right? And the idea was like you'd like scroll and just like tap. You gesture in midair with your fingers. Yeah. They've got, they're using AI uh, to, on whatever hand you're wearing the Apple Watch, if you do the index finger to thumb, tap, tap. Uh, it will detect that, and it will that that is a gesture. So without even uh, touching your phone or you know necessarily looking at it or talking to you, you just go tap tap, and you can open up a thing. Tap tap, you can flip through some things. Um, I thought that was pretty ingenious. No guff. Did you got to buy Other a new that, watch for that? More of the same. What'd you say? Did you got to buy the new version of the watch for that, though? Of course you do. Of course you do. Okay, okay, okay. Of course you do. Uh, One one other thing is uh, they introduced the Dynamic Island on last year's, on the iPhone 14, but just on the Pro model. And that's a really neat little thing. I think people really like that. It's how the little notch up at the top kind of grows and shrinks and displays things for you. And It's a way to hide the camera. It's a way to hide a camera, but in a really like sweet way. And so that now Agreed. comes to design. the to, yeah, to the basic uh fifteen model. So that's kind of neat. That there might actually be enough for me to upgrade just to the to the fifteen. You know what I don't want to ask for is spatial 3D pictures. Do you know what I would love? And what I love for all phones to have now is when you take a picture, no matter how you're holding your camera or your phone. Give me like three different versions of that one picture. Do you yes. agree, bud? I want this so badly. Give me the vertical option of it. Yep. Give me the horizontal option of it. And yep. give me a square option of it. Yes. I, yes. I've wanted this for years and I don't see why they can't do it. Why? Hmm. That's This should have been on the iPhone 11. Or yeah, earlier, agreed. for crying out loud. Like, this is Fully such, it agreed. makes it so impossible, you know, where people are still sending vertical videos to the news. Someone terrible. on TVs, it looks terrible. But yeah. I got to put all my vacation videos, sorry to mention them, in <laughs> vertical because I know that's what's going to look best on Instagram for reels, yep. which it's is terrible. ugly as hell. It should just, what? Just, I, my, my friend who likes to take really good videos, he was taking like, Three versions of every picture he was taken, so that yeah, he could that's have. That's what I generally have to do as well. Fuck. It's terrible. I it's hate a, it. Right? Why can't with all the phone crap or all the camera crap they got on the back of these phones? You can't just make it that way. Yeah, I don't need 4K 60. No. Just give me two at once. That's all I'm looking for. Seriously, I don't understand it. So, all right. Thank you for that. Jimmy Fallon has apologized to the staff of The Tonight Show after a report came out from the Rolling Stone that he was uh, uh, just being a little erratic and uh, changing leadership teams and it fostered an unhealthy work environment. So he and his showrunner had a, uh, an all-hands Zoom call on, on Thursday where he was very apologetic about it. Yeah, this like was like a huge expose deal. Like This was like a when 
whoever it was last year or two years ago exposed uh, Arcade Fire, like they came out and they had like talked to Fallon's people and like it was a huge deal. This this thing that they put out. Are they trying to cancel Jimmy? Is that what's going on here? Or is that what people are trying to do? There's a lot of ill will against Jimmy Fallon. People, there's a lot of people who really don't like him. Really? Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. I have a kind of a concurring theory about him. Oh, go on. Just that he's very high strung, obviously, and needs everything to be in a certain way for him to perform. Because, mm. you know, when you watch him perform, it's very like, it seems like it's off the cuff, but I'm, you know, it's pretty sure everything down to the last single detail is practiced beforehand and he's thought of it and there's a reason why he's so good mm, right mm, mm-hmm. and i think maybe some people just can't handle that and this is his show with his name on it and he has a certain standard i don't know i've read some of the you know some of the workers there one guy was talking about how he wanted to take his own life or something i'm like oh, why are you working there then mm. You know, and I'm, I mean, I'm not advocating for having shitty working environments or no, anything, no. but like, if it's so bad, I, I don't. I think, I think Jimmy is a certain type of performer, and yeah, probably people around him feel that. So, to come to his defense a little, I. Well, there's another thing, too, in that expose, which seemed the most egregious, is that he was quite abusive verbally to people who were working with him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's that's what... Yeah, I mean, like, you lose a showrunner after a year, the workplace kind of erratic, it's a real high-pressure, you know, situation. Okay, well, that's not really on him. In a way, I suppose it is, because he is the producer of the show at some level, but... You know, and kind of sets the tone. So I understand that, but no, it was the real. The real hard thing was that he was like, I don't know, I was like bullying people in the office, and that's you can't be doing that at all. But certainly not when you're like the host of the show. Um, this ended Ellen too, right? Ellen was kind of being crummy like that. Um, it didn't end Conan, really. Not really. Do you remember Conan had that? Uh, documentary came out and then all the behind the scenes stuff he was always wrestling people and being real mean to him <laughs> people were like oh boy this is tough to watch because that's I don't know just kind of the goof around way yeah. he was there's it's it's weird because there are certain like especially if you are the face of a television show so like Ellen DeGeneres mm-hmm. was like, like Jimmy Fallon is um, there must be a lot of pressure on that person in terms of, you know, not only are you responsible for a whole staff yep. full of workers and crew and stuff, but then say if your ratings tank, if you're not doing as well as the other late night people, that's on you because your it's name on is you. on the show. Yeah. Um, if you can't handle that, though, then I think that's, that's sort of on that's a good point. you, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's yeah. all in sort of it, like, yeah. and I think that's what should be sort of celebrated more in terms of in, in terms of celebrities is you know how they how they are able to handle that amount of pressure and all those cameras and all those eyes looking at them mm-hmm. and, and still be able to you know if 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 they can handle that and if they can still be a decent person when the cameras are off yeah. you know more power to them 
Like, and I, I, I'm, I'm wondering how, how that is with all the other, like with Jimmy Kimmel, mm. with uh, Stephen Colbert, and you know, and uh, um, shoot, who's the one HBO last? Oh, week John, John Oliver, Oliver yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I obviously don't see them 24 seven off camera, so I don't know what they're what they're like, but. But yeah. Well, the flip side of that is that they, every one of these guys, but Fallon certainly, they have so much support. You know, like there is an army of people behind them. Like, yes, the buck stops with them, their faces on it, but they are standing on a mountain of support by these other people. And so, I don't know. I don't think there's much of an excuse for it, really. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you know, but it's weird. It it does draw like a certain personality. Letterman famously was impossible to work with Mm -hmm. and for, and was, you know, very touchy all the time um, so I don't know I just wish Fallon was better I you know this this I like Jimmy Fallon a lot I my the Tonight Show is still my favorite Tonight Show but I just you know I, I understand because this did bring up a lot of criticism of him as a host and it's true I wish he was better I wish he would you know take some interviewing classes and learn how to ask better <laughs> questions and you know that's it's half that's the, fair, job, man. the job you know I know you got all your little parlor games that you do to fill out the rest of the show but come on, can we get like a little bit better of an interview style going here? Because he's good and he's good a lot of the times and he's a likable personality. But there's just things that p- drive people nuts about him. And I get it. I totally understand it, even though he's still one of my favorites. Did any of you all listen to that uh, Strike Force 5 podcast that came out? You know what this is? Is that no, the one with uh, like all the late night guys? That's right. Yeah. So oh, the five right. of them, so Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, John Oliver, and Seth Meyers actually oh. yeah. is the fifth one who's involved. And they all get together over Zoom. It's terrible. They're all talking <laughs> over each other. It, <laughs> it's so bad. And like five, you know, uh, alpha hosts all talking over each other, trying to throw to each other for jokes or make a joke here or there. It's just like it, in the first episode anyways, it was quite bad. But I felt bad for Jimmy because those other guys are very quick and clever and yeah. sharp. Like and he seemed mm, he seemed out of his element a little bit. He did. And like I know Kimmel, I saw a clip where Kimmel was sort of throwing him a bone telling him telling a story about Fallon. Yes. The, the one where he took him fishing. Yeah. And it but it still seemed like he was sort of struggling to keep up. Yeah. You know, with Man. the with the uh, the Quirky yeah. or the quippiness. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I like John Oliver is the one who actually stands out as being the quickest, the cleverest, yeah. the most concise with his jokes. Uh, so it's a very interesting thing because we've never had five of them in all the room before. Mm. The closest thing was uh, on Conan's podcast, he'll have Colbert or Kimmel. I don't think he's had Fallon yet, but like even but just not an in-person thing. Uh, sometimes it was over Zoom through pandemic. Okay. I find Conan sound really nice, really, really good. Yeah, and, um, and and those guys all keep up with each other. But again, I think I've said this before too. There, even you see how much like above Conan is than a lot of these guys. Like Conan, holy shit, is just like nonstop funny and blows other you know these other people away. You know, and now you get all five of them in Fallon. Unfortunately, is is a step below. So, anyways, that's interesting. We'll see what happens. Maybe the strike is happening at a good time that Fallon doesn't have to go out and appear on TV as this all is happening. Who knows if he would address it. You know, maybe he would make a joke about it. Like, you know, like Letterman always would. Letterman was always in the news throughout his career for doing all kinds of shady behavior. And he'd just go on TV and make fun of it. And it would only make him stronger. So who knows? 
Incredible. Incredible. Why do you think that Fallon got the job? Like, if he doesn't have the interview chops or the, like, improv-y chops, or, like, why do you think they give it to Fallon? He was kind of just next in line because he was doing the Seth Meyers or, like, the late night show. The, the, uh... Oh, why well, he got the Tonight Show? Yeah. But, but are you asking, Kristen, yeah. why they even hired him for that? Like off of Saturday Night Live into Late Night? Sure. Sure. It just seems weird. Like, because now that I'm thinking about it, because I'm not as big of a late night person as you are, Paul. And that's why I was like yeah. really interested to hear your take on this. But yeah, hearing you guys all like pull the names of all of those other hosts, I'm like, yeah, Fallon really, like, I enjoy his bits and sticks and whatever. Yeah. But. When you put them side by side, like, yeah, he's really lacking in a lot of those skills that you need to host that. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just weird that he got tapped. Well, no, I think it, it kind of made some sense from what I understand and what I've read and learned is that, you know, they needed a replacement for Conan and Lorne Michaels tapped Jimmy because of Jimmy's evidently a very likable personality. He's a hard worker. He's charming and likable. Uh, he's got that classic kind of Johnny Carson, middle of the country. You never know what his politics quite are. But he was also young and he, he, he catered young. to that specific demographic. Right. And, and that's right. Yeah. And so he was put in that job and he did a fine job. And then by kind of new metrics, you know, namely, viral videos mm. he he was pretty good at creating those viral moments that got colossal views and so that was seen as a big success i remember that one of the first things that he did the first kind of viral things that he did in late night was his mission to reunite the cast to say by the bell right and then that was huge when he even ended up making that video that skit with them right right yes. and, and he got all the, the the whole cast there yeah i think he's also considered like the softball interview right which is kind of what the Tonight Show that's always That's what the Tonight Show always was. Should yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. kind of. So Well, that's what Jay Leno always was, right? He sure. didn't want to bother anybody. That's yeah. right. And so I think when all the Conan drama happened and all of a sudden, you know, you're back to Leno who should be retiring anyways, mm. you know, after a few years and Fallon's had a huge amount of success at 12:30, it just kind of made perfect sense to just slick up the set, keep it in New York and slide him into mm. it and, you know, to uh He's had some good success. Now he's slipped. He's number two to Colbert and has been for a few years now. Um, but I don't know. I don't think he's bad at it by any stretch. Don't get me wrong on that, okay? I think I think he's quite good, but there are just some things that I just wish he was better at. Fair enough. Well, D23 took place, and there were a lot of announcements, but I'm just going to cover a few of them. Ahsoka will become part of Star Tours globally next spring. What does that mean? She's going to be on the, the ride? In the lineup. You'll see her. <laughs> Somewhere so, in there. Yeah, something like that. In the lineup, or there'll be a ride part with her. Oh, with Rosario Dawson? Yeah, like on a planet or something. Because if you've, like, when's the last time you went on Star Tours? They updated them to have, like, all of the sequel trilogy and stuff yeah. like that. It's like every time you get on the video, because it's so easy, they just update the video. Yeah. yeah. So every time you get on Star Very Tours, smart. like, there, it, it chooses one of, like, 12 scenarios. So I'm assuming that. that's what. 
yeah. it'll be. Yeah, cool. That's really cool. I actually, um, I went back uh, uh, not that long ago. I was in February, but please don't let me bore you about it. It was a vacation. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 I should go underneath nope. there. Right. You think that was bad? <laughs> 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 please don't. There's going to be a new act and new songs coming to the Country Bear Jamboree. What? They still got a Country Bear Jamboree going on? Jamboree. I thought they replaced that with like a Winnie the Pooh ride. Where the hell is there a Country Bear yeah, Jamboree? I thought, I thought that was gone too. It must be at Disney World or in Japan This or covers something. all of them, so uh, uh, it doesn't say specifically where. You should just get the rights to like Five Nights at Freddy's and then turn that in. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, my God. That's, uh, that makes me so glad that there is still a country bear jamboree out in Florida yeah, or wherever. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you go to Florida, uh, mostly it is just a big country bear jamboree <laughs> walking down mm. the street. Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, opens October 16th, and Moana will be a walkabout, a greeter with a with a, with their own little space. Oh, yeah. she ain't already? What'd you say? She ain't already? She ain't already, no. Also, what does inspired think, by mean? I think they mean they there's a spot for her. Like, yes, Moana is a character um, you could meet, but in Florida, in Disney World, these characters have a spot. Like, actually, they have them in, in California, too. But, like, like Ariel uh, doesn't walk Tinkerbell's, around. Yeah, well, they have, like, Tinkerbell's Grotto. And right. if you want to see Tinkerbell, that's where you go to see Tinkerbell or whatever. There's some Ariel's walkabout Grotto. characters, but also some stationary characters. So it sounds like... They're adding Moana as a stationary character to this new area. Rad. Love it. Cruise lines apparently uh, were, Disney cruise lines were not apparently hurt by uh, COVID. There is a new ship uh, launching from Singapore called the Disney Adventure. Um, There will be an expansion called Behind Thunder Mountain in the Magic Kingdom. And I don't know what it means, but it's uh, intriguing. Yeah, what is this? You just get to go inside of the ride, look from the other way. It's a it's a great Wait, say question. That, yeah, say that again. That Bruce Vaughn talks about an expansion called Behind Thunder Mountain in the Magic Kingdom and says it's the biggest thing they've done in the Magic Kingdom. But on this wdwinfo.com website where I'm getting all these links, this is the one thing that isn't linked. So to me, that's all he said. There's nothing more to it. That's all she wrote. There is no there are no more details about that just yet. Hmm. Okay, neat. I like the big turnover. Turnover California Railroad. will return to Epcot this month, which is interesting. And the thing that got us here from the beginning from Zoner Mary, uh, she shared specifically a rendering of a new vehicle, a ride vehicle uh, for the third attraction coming to the Avengers campus at Disneyland. And so we get to see this uh, this artist concept of a ship, which is apparently capable of jumping between worlds and even realities. So that's yeah, Mary and I were both like, where is this going to go? There's no room on Avengers Campus for a new ride. That's like right, the, too. The ride that they have there, the Spider-Man ride, is like, a, it's very small and contained. And unfortunately, like, kind of suffers from not having the space to do something cool. Right. So I don't know what they would do with another ride unless they're doing the stupid screen Star Tours that's, thing, that's right? Where, was... where you got... That's a stationary thing. That's what exactly what I was thinking is that it kind of screams like this thing just moves around and there's a screen all around you, right? And then you're going yeah. through different realities and whatever. 
<laughs> or or they'll uh, they'll they'll build out and under. Uh, did did somebody say this? Kirsten, I think you said on the last podcast that the Pirates of the Caribbean is like goes outside of the bounds, uh, the borders of actual Disneyland. Is that right? Yeah, it wasn't me. I think Bud mentioned it, but we were talking about yes, that's true, and also because um, we were talking about Epcot and how. Originally, that was supposed to be a planned city that was like under right. the ground. Yeah, right, I right, love right. that. That's so cool. So yeah. you know, if they want to yeah, put it under ride, goes outside. Yeah, maybe they'll put it underground. I don't know. I, if you told me last year that there's no way they could have built a ride as big as um, a Rise of the Resistance or that new Mickey and Minnie's rail runway railway, I would have been like, yeah, that sounds right to me. They're really pushing up on the freeway outside of that thing. But two of the biggest rides you've ever been in are brand new. They just find a way to. Put them. It's wild. Much like didn't nature. They, didn't they, they take away way. Roger Rabbit? No, no, they didn't actually. Roger, Roger Rabbit's still there. Oh, no. that's weird. That's a weird ride to keep. <laughs> okay. Why? Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. Like, I feel like there's no kids that want to go to Toontown and want to read. Want to? Yeah, where's the relevance of that in 2023? It's a great question. Roger Rabbit. Like that wasn't a kids <laughs> Toontown thing. In the best of times, when it that was wasn't a kid's teased. movie at the best of times. No, no, certainly yeah. not. No, I slipped that one under the radar. Somehow, I was able to rent that. <laughs> well child. done. There's well a cartoon done. on it, so not how bad could it be? Little Paul watches a cartoon character get vape like melted in this vat of goo. Yeah, uh, so instant trauma. It was so sad. Uh, they've already set the dates for. The next D23, which would be August 9th through 11th, and apparently in multiple locations. Oh. Now, weirdly, we knew this was coming. Did we already talk about this? I'm so confused because we talked about Super Mario Wonder and whatnot, but um, the video that Nintendo oh. promised would be coming from Charles Martinet and Shigeru Miyamoto. Um, they, they said that there would be a video after they made like the yeah. text announcement that Charles Martinet is just going to this Mario ambassador role. Well, the video was released, but it was released by Game Explain, and I still haven't found it on Nintendo's official socials. Uh, so that is very confusing to me, but this is the video. This is definitely the video. And Charles Martinet has this beautiful, long, white hippie hair going <laughs> and calls Shigeru Miyamoto Papa, which is a heart-melting, yeah. adorable thing uh, to have happen. Um, anyway, yeah, there's, uh, it's, it's, it's a video. They do exactly what you would think they would do. They talk about, uh, you know, the change in role. They don't really give any specifics about anything. And there you go. I uh, see that in our show notes. Well, I think the reason why you don't know if we've talked about this before or not is because it was so nothing. This Fair video, enough. when it came out, I was like, oh, great. Oh, we're going to, they're going to announce what this role is. They're going to say yeah. who's going to be the new voice of Mario. And instead they did nothing. It was a bunch of jibber jabber where they essentially just read the same press release out again to each yeah. other and like reveal nothing new just in video form. It was very weird. And I didn't like that at all. Like I really yeah. want to know who's going to be the stinking voice of Mario. Let's go already here. And I have to wait till October 20th. So you mean let's go? <laughs> Missed opportunity, Paul. It's not going to be you. Not no, going to be you now. Not. No, no, no. Not if Ask Moses has something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, another video that I saw as well, though, was this one probably shouldn't have been released. It was like clearly filmed on someone's phone, and Charles Martinet was at. Oh, he know, was at a con or something, right? Something. Yeah, he was doing a little chit chat up on a stage, and someone asked him, "So." Mario Ambassador? What is that? What does that mean? 
what are you going to do? And he was like, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what right. this job is. Even my, even my employer has not armed me with that information. That's funny. Wow. Yeah, I, I think what it is is we're replacing him with AI or Chris Pratt or old footage or whatever it is, and, but we don't want to be seen as bad and firing this person who's perfectly good at this job. So uh, he still has a job. He's an ambassador. He He'll travel the world and um, do the voice he doesn't do anymore. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, that's (laughs) so it's really funny to see him be like, I have no idea. I know that was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry, everyone. Chris Evans is married. He married his sweetie Alba Baptista at um, their in, in Massachusetts in their Boston area home. And apparently like. You, you had to sign an NDA if you were a guest at this wedding. You could not bring in your phone if you were a guest at this wedding. Um, but Scarlett Johansson was there and Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth and Jeremy Renner. Why the um, lock and key, Chris? <laughs> Seriously. Are you that important? Probably because of that one time he accidentally sent his dick to the entire world. Right. Yeah. It's a little gun shot. he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, let's just make sure nobody's can send anything of yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fair. And then also like, yeah, I guess a lot of people are upset about this age difference. Did we even know he was dating this lady? He's kept this under such lock and key here. Oh, why? Maybe because it's the age thing. <laughs> How old is she? Wait. Uh, He's 46, no. 42. 16 year difference. He's 42. She's 26. Six. Yeah. The yeah. way I put it was that when he was playing Johnny Storm, she was eight years old. Mm. Mm. Flame on. <laughs> That's oh a little unfair. Ryan. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> That's a little unfair. But hey, they are two consenting adults behind locked doors. They can do whatever they want. They lock the doors now? I don't know. <laughs> they, they gotta, they gotta, I'm locking anything. You know what would Peggy Carter say about that? the door a little bit open so the pets can come and go. But um, but but you don't. You said uh, when I proposed this uh, uh, online, I said, does anyone feel gross about this? Because I don't know. That does feel to me a little bit much. I've dated uh, girls in their like mid twenties recently. I'm 38 and I feel that age difference and it's a little weird for me and I don't know how I would feel about marrying someone who is 26 at this age now he's got a few years on me and he just married someone who's 26 but that's just me and that's just a personal thing and that's just whatever age is a number and blah 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 but but you very came out and was just like no I don't feel bad about that at all that's just just which is funny and and I'm the only one who turned out to weigh in on that I was waiting for everybody else (laughs) and then I look conspicuous by being the one person like nope what Whatever. Um, yeah, but I think it's as you say. Like it's 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 a bit of a thing for you. It's not a bit of a thing for him, I guess. You know. Yeah. Age is a number. It matters less every year. I, you know that you are a human. I suppose. Yeah. And it matters to some people, and it doesn't matter to others. It's a Hollywood marriage like- anyway. It'll last like what couple oh, years? Art. Oh, That's art. so cynical. That's so mean. Art's found a new hope. Chris Evans is a nice man. I'm sure that it'll last. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, that's not to say certainly that I wouldn't date someone who was in their 20s. Uh, 
if it yeah, what did we say 16 years out. so you'd be that's you marrying a 22 year old oh my god oh. paul if you married a 22 year old oh that's what i mean I like yeah i don't i never felt weird about it but i just i was aware i was a little conscious of oh, it most what would people yeah what would would there be any kind of i don't know but I mean, let's check Reddit, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Brian. <laughs> let's see what Ask Moses has to say on this. Anybody chime in on this? <laughs> How does anyone feel about me dating that? Um, but but w- let's get right down to it here, everybody. What's the age difference between you and your sweetie there, late 70s? <laughs> I'm not sure that's something that we need to talk about here. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There it is. Okay, all right. I completely changed my stance. I have mazel tov to Chris Evans and his beautiful bride. <laughs> How lovely. Love is love at any age, yeah. uh, within the age of legality and so forth and such, such. Uh, congratulations to you, bud. It's such. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I will say I do feel bad about this was sort of a down to the wire cue sheet. And I do feel bad about the fact that these stories are, you know, one right after the other. But we end Geek News proper before going into a bit of a speed round that uh, Danny Masterson has been sentenced to 30 years to life in prison after his <laughs> rape conviction. I love that these are back to back. Did not intend that at all. Sometimes it's just throwing the cue sheet together and that's just how things go. Right. <laughs> Um, so great, go to jail, you know, fuck this guy <laughs> straight to jail. I'm yeah. surprised 30 years, oh, but oh, but this was the one that was the forcible rape, right? Mm. Or something like there was like an extra, an bonus extra word, word added in worse. there to make it, ooh. yeah, it's so bad. But yeah, there's what's really come from this though is uh, the other that <laughs> 70 show people, yeah, chiming in. Hey, so I think what I read yeah. is that so, what is it like Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher made a video being yeah, like they yeah. said they're aware that the letters that they wrote supporting Danny Masterson, they are aware that these actions caused pain to his victims, right? But they're getting they're sorry for it, they're, they're aware of it, yeah. For writing <laughs> so that these letter. things that they gave were. Like character references, like yeah. so he was already sentenced. Yeah, so this was after the conviction. He's already guilty. No, he wasn't. He wasn't sentenced yeah. yet. This was after the conviction. Yeah. Oh, this sorry. was before You're the right. sentencing, and this is so that the judge can read it to, and that could affect the judge's decision on how severe of a sentence Danny Masterson was going to get. Yeah, like to give leniency or yeah. something. Yes. So it's like everybody, even like Deborah Joe Rupp and Kurtwood Smith wrote letters. Did they? Yeah. It's just that uh, Ashley oh, Kutcher and Mila Kunis released that Instagram video. So that's the, that's why you're only talking about them. Right. The only one yeah. that didn't is um, main character. Topher guy. Grace. Topher Grace. Yeah. Topher Grace, yeah. Mm, yeah. I can see him as pretty Switzerland. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's very Switzerland at all. That's, I mean, that's just like, look, because if the family was asking for this and he's like, no. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, I mean, there's. Yeah, there's 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 all this stuff coming up now about Topher Grace. And I guess when they were filming that 70s show that like he was kind of made fun of because like he didn't want to go out and party with the cast. He wasn't part of the boys, boys crew. Yeah. And now people are saying, oh, wow. Maybe there's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, oh, jeez. You know. They know nothing. Like you, you just—it's all speculation. Sure. Well, I mean, mm. you didn't did, write this letter. Yeah, you didn't write the letter. He was busy editing more Star Wars films together. <laughs> oh, I forgot he does that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting from a reactionary standpoint 
Like, it's weird that these actors, these very famous actors have done this and that they weren't counseled otherwise. But it's also weird from a reactionary standpoint because he was already, they're, they're not saying he's not guilty. They're just giving him a character reference. And yes, I don't know. I I didn't read the letter, so I can't agree or disagree. And uh, Ashton like, Kutcher said they're... in the letter that uh, he would trust him with his children. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Now, it's... I don't know exactly how the court process works, but with these letters, like, how would they become public? Yeah, who released them? Um, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it was like um, some sort of legal affairs reporter that... I don't know. I don't know how she would have gotten them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Megan Kuniff is the, the 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 reporter that released them. It could um, have been a FOIA. It could have been a Freedom of Information. It could uh, have been. Question. Yeah, that's that's true. For Ashton but. and Mila, who's like they've they've had they've been on the record of you know being doing great things with like starting up charities and uh, you know working yeah. to fight against human trafficking and lots of you know really important stuff. So then to say that they they understand. I don't know. The, the Instagram but thing that's is the what cringe. I, like, yeah. and I and again, I haven't read the letters, but that's what I mean. Is like I am kind of saying like they're tr- they're not trying to like help their friend. They're not saying that he didn't rape. They didn't. They're not saying he's not a bad guy. They're just their very good friend asked for a character reference, and they gave it to him. Like if and Mila Kunis says art. He- you did a murder mm. and it shocked me and you got convicted of the murder and you were like, can you, can you tell the judge about me? I don't know. Maybe I would write a letter and be like, art was a very good friend of mine. Art has lots of friends. He apparently had access <laughs> a to a pool. <laughs> I would trust him at a pool with lots of friends. I wouldn't trust him holding you know, an like, iPhone near that pool. <laughs> but. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, exactly. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, all these, re- all, there's all these really big reactions coming out with people being like, oh my God, they're, they're, they're coming out against these victims and the victims are being re-traumatized. And I don't know if I'm on that side. It's not it. that black and white is what you're saying. It's well, it yeah. very much yeah, is it's, not. I don't, it's, it, yeah. it, it, it almost really depends on what you're convicted for. And if you're having to add a word to rape to make it that much more significant, I just, I just, I would probably be a Topher Grace in this and be like, I, I mean, I just want the judge to decide what the judge feels is yeah. fair, and I don't want to sway that decision. I will say this: yeah, that's reading the room. Yeah, I will say this: I have written a character letter for somebody that's been convicted for for a crime, Ooh. and it ha- obviously wasn't something like fucking forcible rape it was yeah. it was obviously right. a much smaller crime this person uh did uh time in jail and and time at a halfway house and i had spoken to this uh this person before writing the letter and actually even mentioned that in the letter so i had i had written about that you know their character and i had written about you know making the mistake that they did mm-hmm. you know i acknowledged sort of the mistake in that letter but if the crime were something that would have really affected the lives of people the people whose lives that uh you know this 
convict was, uh, you know, had affected, I really don't think I could have brought myself to write something, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah, Mila Kunis described Danny Masterson as, quote, an outstanding role model and friend. Oh, boy. And Ashton Kutcher said, quote, I do not believe he is an ongoing harm to society. I wish they just would have gone on Instagram and said, shit, we we put it in the chat, GPT, and (laughs) copy and paste. (laughs) (laughs) Our bad. Our bad. We really should have proofread it. Ashton Kutcher could have been like, aren't we still doing punks? Yeah. (laughs) You got punks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm awesome. I forgot about punks. Good one. Good one. Yeah. All right. Speed round. The Mandalorian, Loki, and WandaVision are headed to Blu-ray, just their uh, existing seasons, of course. Uh, Of course, but WandaVision will be the complete series. But why? But you were into this? Who wants a Blu-ray anymore? Why do we want that? Do you want it? We're going to get to this, actually, in reviews and recommendations. Okay. Because... It is at Disney's whim. It is at Netflix's whim. It is at Crave's whim. Is it? It is at the whim of any um, licensee of this kind of material. Once the license is over, or I don't know, maybe just because they feel like it, to pull that stuff from us. The services, you know, the fees that we are paying for these services do not guarantee anything. Right. And that's right. they yes. are able to just freely pull this stuff because the license ran out. And that's why, you know, the office left for whatever and this, that, and the other. Some yeah. people really still like their physical media. It's true. Because you know um, what? Yeah. That happened to me two, three weeks ago. Oh, wow. Um, one of my kids was like, I feel like watching the Truman Show. Ah. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's watch it tonight. And it wasn't on any of the streaming services. Yeah. Luckily, I had a DVD. I had to dust off the DVD players. You still so have it? From your closet, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was like me trying to find Chill Factor. <laughs> I had to go to the nearest <laughs> video store. Dust it off in the back. Chill Factor for everyone because no one knows what Chill Factor is. Yeah, I know. Is. And the fact that you said you had to dust it off in the back made me think that Chill Factor was something else. <laughs> Netflix and Chill Factor. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Now, Chill Factor is a uh, movie that Art made us watch that is about, uh, it was a bomb that if it got warm, it would blow oh up. Oh, my God. And so these oh my God. two guys have to get it on, on an ice cream truck and <laughs> drive it across the country. Oh, my God. Chill Factor. Oh my it was a speed ripoff, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who's in it? Is Cuba Gooding? Skeet Ulrich. Cuba Gooding Jr. I remember the movie. Yeah. I remember the trailer, actually. It's actually a great premise for a movie. If it had beat Speed to the theater, we wouldn't be talking about Speed. We'd be talking about Chill Factor. And maybe if Sandra Bullock in it, and maybe if it was a completely different movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) Speed round. Disney is releasing a 100-movie Blu-ray collection of a lot of their classics. It will cost you one thousand five hundred United States dollars, but hey, it comes with a little crystal like Mickey hat. Oh, because you want that? Is Avengers Endgame one of those? Uh, no. This is, these are like Disney movies. No, I don't want it then. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Jennings will continue to host Jeopardy on his own. Ah. Um, Jeopardy is coming back, uh, sort of altered from the strike, and it will just be. Ken I guess Jennings. he's not union. 
Oh, I wonder oh. if that's why. Oh, do you know what they're going to do is, uh, it's like all the questions are going to be, they're going to reuse questions. Oh, that's right. They're going to recycle. Imagine, because I, like, yeah, I was about to say, who's going to write these questions? Ken Jennings? He's not an actor, so yeah. I guess he's not part of that union. And That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know what else. I, I can't remember what else they're going to do, but they're getting around the writing of the questions. Um, this is, uh, I haven't watched a ton of Jeopardy of, since Trebek has died, and but everything I hear from Jeopardy fans is that they look forward to Ken and they don't like Mialum. Bialik. Bialik. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why that is, but it's just, it's a lot of what I hear um, is that she's just a little less comfortable in the role. And so you really want someone comfortable with the material and Ken Jennings is, mm. um, you know, yeah, actually that's right. I was talking to my friends about this and they said that Ken, you kill, he knows the answers, right? In the way that Trebek knew them yep. and kind of knows a little bit more about them. So whereas, um, uh, Mialum was just like, Mialum? <laughs> what is this? Adele Dazeem time? What are you doing? It's Mayim Bialik. Mayim, sorry. She would, she it would just be like, yes or no, yes or no, right? She's just reading off the thing. Whereas Ken could add in the little bit of context once in a while yeah. that Trebek kind of could do. It just seemed like Ken is the obvious choice to move forward if you're going to just do one. So I'm kind of glad that that's how it shook out. Apparently, Beetle 2 Juice was 99% done before the oh. writer's strike. <laughs> now Paul's not, never going to believe it. This is amazing. This is hilarious. <laughs> Here's what I love about this. It was uh, It was a Zoom interview with Tim Burton and and The Independent. And I guess, obviously, it comes up. The article ends, the film is due to be released next September, and Burton hopes to finish it as soon as the actor's strike is resolved. Quote, I feel grateful we got what we got. Literally, it was a day and a half. End quote. I presume that's like a day and a half to like, we were ready to go kind of thing. He says, quote, we know what we have to do. It is 99% done. End quote. Then the interview is brought to a sudden close by the publicist. Yeah. He said too much. We're not getting Beetlejuice. <laughs> <We're not. laughs> is there a sandwich bed or something on the line here? This? Oh, my God. I'm going to blow everyone's speakers with the loudest caboose possible. <laughs> it's going to be great. I, I swear to God. This is like one. This is the first of three interview clippets and uh, uh, sound bites that drops. The second one will be like, oh, um, you know, Michael Keaton died. That's a bummer. And then the third one just will be, uh, we're not, we're not putting this thing out. <laughs> Sorry. We were so close. We know y'all wanted it, but, uh, yeah, it's not happening. It's not happening. Oh, wow. Sweet vindication. <laughs> wow. I almost um, for it. Next year, DC is going to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Tim Burton's 1989 Batman with a concert tour of the score of the movie by Danielle. Yeah! Hmm. That score rules! That's how you celebrate an anniversary! Hell yeah, dude! I also heard that he's bringing out a big uh, anniversary tour. Or no, maybe not anniversary, but just they're doing the live Nightmare Before Christmas as well, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to put that Ooh, on. Fun. That would be good. So love that, yeah. Danny, your treasure. Uh, but wouldn't it be cool to have some prints in there too? Yeah. Oh, oh the Batman God. one? Oh, oh, really percent. would. You know, that Prince's band when they were here for one of the Phillips backyards, you know, years yeah. ago. Yeah. Phenomenal. And yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely. Do it. Yeah. 
Nintendo and their mobile game publisher DNA will stop new content for the mobile game Mario Kart Tour on October 4th. Of course, a lot of these new tracks that we're getting for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe have been adapted from Mario Kart Tour. So oh. it looks like that will be the end of that. And as Nintendo says, we hope you continue to enjoy playing Mario Kart Tour. This company, it's hilarious. I love them to death, but oh my god. So you think but they're and not going to do they're not going to do those mobile games anymore? I uh, the speculation is no. Yeah. You know, Cuz it was a big whoop, just not right? hitting the way they 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 I think would have wanted. Yeah, it was a big, big whoop when Mario Run came to the iPhone, right? Or the, mm, you know, yeah. I was like, "Wow, finally, the like the original game is uh, for mobile." And then, uh, yeah, actually, my friend caught a glimpse of my iPhone home screen where Mario Run still is. I think it's on like the second page of my iPhone. Really? Wow. Yeah, and he's like, "Mario Run? Do you play a lot of Mario Run?" I was like, "Nah, never touch it, never play it. I just like his little face on my home screen." Ah, that's fair. That's fair, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Their their Animal Crossing game, I didn't install for about a year after I stopped playing it because I like the icon. Yes, that's yeah. true. Finally, in speed round, Liv Schreiber and Sabretooth is rumored to be a part of Deadpool 3. I hate this. Why? Cancel <laughs> cancel this person's ability to publish anything. Why? What's wrong with that? I, I love Liv Schreiber, obviously, but why can't we just be watching... Watch uh, it on the big screen. Yeah. Saber 2 shows up. Hey, they know his clicks aren't. Hey, it's so tough. Those clicks. Cl clickbait these days. I heard they, yeah, they're, they're also rumored to be working on, uh, uh, was it, da is her name Daphne Keene, the one that played, um, oh, the yeah, the kid. Logan. Daphne yeah, Keene is her name. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You from, from Logan. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember her character name. She was X so good in that. Something X20. Um, yeah, X who did she play? Well, I'm trying to remember her actual name. I should Her watch that name? movie again. That movie's yeah. so good. Uh, such a bummer. Logan. Ending. I'm doing Logan. a search for Logan. That's Logan. all I hear. X23. Daphne Keen. X, yeah, X23. Laura. But Laura. Nah. That wasn't worth the wait. <laughs> Laura and Logan. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, Brian. You some good ones. <laughs> good. We have one piece of listener mailbag from Zoner Ewan with an answer from Brian Re Deadpool. Well, Ewan asked, uh, wait, what did he ask? Can you read what he asked? Do you have it up? I don't have his no, email. No, I couldn't find his email. Oh, I went to look for it. I don't know. I... No, he, Ewan asked, uh, he just set, ha, sent a um, uh, an article that had an interview with Sean Levy, who's the uh, director of Deadpool. And he's asking, what do you think they're trying to say with this quote about Deadpool? That it's more of a descendant of Midnight Run and 48 Hours and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles huh. more than it's a descendant of Airplane. Um, so my cool. take on that is that, uh, like, if you look at those movies, it's like Midnight Run, 48 Hours, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's like a kind of buddy comedy. Right. Right. Where one of the buddies is almost clinically insane. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Um so it's going to be kind of like that because they sort of played off of that a little bit in Deadpool 2 with Cable, right? Cable was a serious guy and he sort of kind of teams up with Deadpool and then uh, it's like serious guy with, with funny guy. Uh, this is like one of the most iconic 
uh, comic book, Marvel comic book characters that's been played by one guy this whole time. Right. They're bringing Hugh Jackman back. He's going to be sort of this serious Logan, and he's going to be teamed up with Deadpool, which is what a lot of people have wanted from the beginning. Right. Right? Um, mm. So it'll be this sort of buddy comedy and not like airplane. It's so and and this it's, that's the other thing too about comedies, right? Is so there are types of comedies where it's just you're in a normal world and one guy's not normal, or you're in a world where everything's not normal, like airplane. Oh, uh, okay, you yeah. Know? yeah. Airplane, yeah. a lot of fucked up things happen, and a lot of everybody has their own their own bits and their own jokes. Yeah. Like you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's basically what Sean Levy was saying is that it's really going to be buddy comedy where. Deadpool is probably one of the only ridiculous ones and everybody else around him is having to react to that, which is why they're also then trying to get all these other, you know, um, characters. Because I think this is also – this could also be sort of um, for the X-Men franchise – what Endgame was, you know, Endgame was this kind of victory lap of like revisiting all these old properties. This could be that. You know, Deadpool could be doing this for the X Men properties and mm-hmm. sort of sending it off into the ether. Yeah. So, so well, that's my answer. Let us go to reviews and recommendations, starting with Paul's review of Star Trek colon Lower Decks Season 4, Episodes 1 and 2. Oh, they're great. And uh, the first one uh, especially is really, really fun. Uh, one of the like most classic episodes of Star Trek Voyager is the one where uh, Neelix and Tuvok get spliced together in a transporter. Oh, my God, that's right. And uh, so in the whole episode. Tuvix. Tuvix, that's right. And it's a big morality tale. Like, do you kill this new person to bring two people back? Back to life, and um, I don't know how it ended. I don't really <laughs> watch Voyager. <laughs> or no, I do remember. I think they did kill him. Yeah, obviously they killed oh, him wow. <laughs> to bring back the two people. And a very controversial episode uh, that that's what the choice was. So, anyways, in this first episode of Lower Decks, uh, it's really great. They're there. They're like uh, transporting Voyager, and so the whole episode happens on Voyager. And Amazing! Then all these characters on Lower Decks start getting two vixed. And oh, so it's great. It's, it's a terrific episode. And once again, can't say enough good things about Lower Decks. How fun. What a bright spot in Star Trek. Now, oh, bud, now I realize what you were saying before. That's yep. right. Oh, I am furious that I went last night to go on, on Zoner Ewan's uh, recommendation to go and watch these episodes of Star Trek and dial up Crave where all of Star Trek – from Captain Kirk on has lived forever and they're all gone. As of August 1st. Wow. The only thing left is Star Trek colon Strange New Worlds. Not even. It's not there anymore. The the article... So Bell doesn't have the rights to stream. Oh, wow. No, they do, but they are moving it to, or not to stream, I guess, but it's, they're still going to be on CTV Sci-Fi Network. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's, this is sci-fi. this is what we yeah. older folks know as the Space Channel. Uh, it's, they've turned it into because here's the thing: it's it's called CTV Sci-Fi Channel. This isn't Sci-Fi S Y F Y, the American Sci-Fi Channel. This is a Canada's version of it. It's it's mm-hmm. again all this licensing, very aggravating, very confusing. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot, and so. To watch this thing, I had to go sign up for a one-week trial of Paramount Plus last night that I hopefully will remember to cancel, you know. But, I mean, it's infuriating. Um, Star Trek was a big reason that I loved Crave, you know, on top of all the HBO thing. And now 
it, it gets sucked over to Paramount Plus. It's just a nightmare world that we live in where we have to pay. Like, there's nothing else on Paramount Plus. So you might as well come to my house and tell me, hi, you got to pay $10 a month if you want to watch Star Trek. One show. One show that I like. And that's infuriating. That's what's happening with these f- splintering of these of these um, streaming services now and why I see now your point, bud, about why it's nice to have things on physical media. It's it's Correct. awful. Yellowstone's on Paramount Plus, isn't it? Uh, I'm not watching yeah. Yellowstone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten, could we please hear your review of I Am Groot Season 2? Oh, yeah. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> Everyone should watch it. There's, what, five episodes and of this? Like six um, minutes each or something? Yeah, they're, like, much, un- yeah. unfortunately, like, five or six minutes each because Indy loves them. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> I've watched them so many times. Uh, tell us about the names, please. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to go back and, and find out what... The- <laughs> Where is it? What they are. But here we go. Because he, he has his own names for all of the episodes. Just like he calls and spiders, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, yeah. So there's birdies, there's batteries, there's snowman, there's ice cream, and there's hot one. <laughs> those, are, those are your five new episodes of I Am Groot. I love that. <laughs> and Indy loves them. And you know what, though? Because I, the Brian and I talked about this when the first season came out. And like some of the episodes were like very borderline like not scary but like there's one of them where he like destroys like a whole village of, of people or like oh beings yeah. like oh he just like murders them all they're edgy um and, <laughs> pardon they're i guess they're edgier than your yeah real, edgy like, edgy just like murder you know some edgy murder just um murder, yep. these five are much more kid friendly there's the the one that indy calls snowman is like could be scary and actually while we were watching it i was like "Ooh, is this too scary for him because like Groot basically makes like a cyborg snowman that starts oh, attacking wow. him um and i'm like "Ooh, is this too scary but no he loves it it's fine nice. but yeah it's not as edgy as the first season awesome so now he'll be into guardians yeah. of the galaxy volume three right <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he's seen Groot murder things and now it's time to learn about eugenics. Clawing oh, a face off. Oh god, there was a guy watching that I on the watch plane. He's watching it on the plane next to me and I was like, Aren't you miserable enough? Well, Paul, please tell us about The Bear Season 1. Oh, God. Oh, Art, you're up, dude. You finished it. Yeah, The Bear Rules. It's my favorite show. I love it. It's wow. so good. So um, I finished Season 2. Yeah, don't spoil it. I'm only a couple episodes in, and I assume it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so my, all my review is to just go back and listen to Art say how good The Bear is, and then believe him. Believe him, <laughs> damn you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, season 2, there's an episode in season two this isn't a spoiler or anything but like it, it was talked about for a very long time right and it was talked up so much that i was like it can't possibly be this good and then i watched it and i was like yup it was that good really and wow. the cameos in it are just Ugh. out of this world oh man yeah like you wouldn't believe i was like and each episode has like someone you're like, how did that person end up in this show? I know, yeah. And 
the second season really it really hits its mark in the second season. In wow. each episode, it's like okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I just well, I, I blasted through the first season. I, I absolutely loved it. So if it improves on that, I can't even imagine. But so yes, uh, I think it really lives up to the hype. The Bear is one of those hype shows, and I can confirm I love it so much. The episodes are long in the second season too. They're like over an hour, I think. Sometimes, but that's yeah. what's great about this show. Is like sometimes yeah. an episode is twelve minutes. Who cares? What? Yeah, yeah it's like Weird. really widely varying runtimes on these episodes, but that certainly is. But but I love it. I it's like uh, we only needed twelve minutes for this episode. There you go. There's your oh for this one we needed forty eight. Okay, great. Take whatever time you need for your episode. I don't care. I'm I'm here for it. So I love it. And what's nice. interesting about the show is like nothing really happens. <laughs> Like physically, nothing really. That's happens. ridiculous. What? But it's it's all about relationships and, yeah. Anyways, yeah, you know. it's good. Well then, Brian, could you please tell us about The Walking Dead: Colon Daryl Dixon? Yeah. Um, now, if you were to rethink about our talking about this show when we it was first being developed, how ridiculous is that? Like <laughs> concept of it's Daryl, but in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. This show is fucking brilliant, and it's really? gonna what? it's gonna revitalize the, this franchise. Wow! Oh my God, dude, Bold. that's amazing yeah. to hear. Wow. I think it's it's like it is Daryl in Paris. It's a refreshing <laughs> setting. Sure. There's there's a little bit of like kind of back sort of mystery behind um, how he actually fucking got there. Yeah, how did he get so there? They don't tell you? They don't tell you. It's just sort of oh, peeling back whoa, the onion a little God, bit okay, in terms yeah. of how he got there. Yeah. Um, which, I again, I, I, I think part of that is brilliant as well, but then also the situation that he finds himself in, also with the supporting cast, I think is also brilliant because the supporting cast is great. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's sort of... Yeah, I, I don't want to really give away too, too much about the show, but he, like he does have sort of a specific mission, but then the broader mission is to get back to where he came from, obviously. Oh. Right? It's, it's to get home. <laughs> really? Um, but yeah, it's, I thought it was really cool. And like, so the way they sort of set it up, you know, like the, at the at the end of The Walking Dead, he finds out that, spoiler alert, I guess, he finds out that Rick Grimes is actually alive, is, right. is, is not dead. And he's just missing. Michonne yeah. found that out because of certain things that had happened in the show. That's why she left the show to go and look for him. And now Daryl found that out, and now he's he's gone to go look for him. Sort of gets himself in trouble uh, somewhere near the coast, and like these bad guys who operate like a, a shipping oh, boat, okay, you know, a giant shipping boat took him prisoner and then shipped off at sea, somehow escapes, gets on his own little dinghy and, and <laughs> like sort of floats to the coast of, <laughs> of France. Right. Carol colon the born identity. All right. But, uh, I, you know, it's just, it's kind of interesting. It's, it's intriguing, like him being in a different environment in that sense. You are kind of also then dealing with a different subset of zombies, like maybe sort of a variant that kind of hit their shores oh. that we've never seen um, because they've just always been in, like around like East, like in Virginia or wherever they were. Right. Um, so it opens the world up quite a bit more. And then you just get this fan favorite character that is now part of that world and and sort of exploring that that world. Um, so I think it's it's a really ambitious swing for the show, which I, I just thought was was pretty brilliant. That's great. I 
that's the thing I was curious about is like, and I guess it's kind of dumb for me to think that way, but obviously boats are still going. Yeah. You got over on a boat. But then when you were talking, I was thinking like, they could have gone on a plane too. Like there still would be planes. There's helicopters. I've, oh, I've seen, we've seen helicopters in the Walking Dead universe. Right. But like, why wouldn't a plane work just because of zombies? Yeah. The, that's right? right. There's plenty Maybe of planes. Maybe pilots survive. Yeah. Private planes that fuel. make yeah. that inter-Atlantic tri- I think the problem is fuel. There's, the planes are full of fuel. There's fuel. Just find the fuel and fill it up. Didn't you, didn't you ever watch the other zombie show where they explain that the fuel goes bad? No. Fuel does go bad. Fuel mm. does go bad. I know that. But maybe not. And <laughs> but maybe not. <laughs> but maybe not. Like, maybe not. And you know, just uh, maybe a pilot was there too, and they just went on a plane. Yeah. But it's boat. It is. Wow. It is boat. Okay, great. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. That, but anyway, it is. I think it's, it's a. It's a like rejuvenation. I think of the franchise yeah. itself, and if they keep taking swings like that with all the other spinoffs that are happening, like I wasn't a huge, huge fan of the Negan and Maggie show. Mm. The only thing I think I really liked about that is the fact that they streamlined it so that you're just focusing on these two characters, whereas The Walking Dead itself became like, oh, there's so many characters in this. Yeah. In this, there's so many main characters in this uh, show, right? Whereas so this one. Or this this Negan and Maggie one, it was just the two. Now this one, it's just really Daryl that you care about, and then you start to probably care about more of the supporting characters down the road. But yeah, I thought this was great that the show is trying to be this ambitious because then that's sort of breathing new life into the franchise. That's cool. That's yeah, really cool. That's great to hear. I I told you before. I am. I would be interested in watching an episode or two of that one that's in New York. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Go do neat, interesting new things. I'm into it. Hey, Paul, please tell us about the 2022 movie Jurassic World colon Dominion. <laughs> hey, I, can I just say before you get into this? Yeah. I feel like I get a bit of a bad rap on this. Oh, part. why? Why? Everybody says I review old movies. Old movies. I don't, old shows. I, just, I, I mean, I bring up old movies and old shows once in a while, but if I actually review them... Yes. You have yeah, put them in R&R yes. before. Have I? Yeah. 100%. No, you just 100%. slip them in at the end and then... Yeah. More and this is this is a year. We're going a year back with Paul's review. You've gone back like decades. Yeah, that's why <laughs> we well, love I was you, making man. fun of but Paul when he put this on the cue sheet. I was like, this feels like <laughs> it's too old to be a new review, yeah. but it's it's too young to be an art review. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a statute of limitations on what's old and what's not. Okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah. Well, Ask listen, Chris Evans. No, sorry. You know. <laughs> The, the the reason I want to bring this up, what's interesting to me about this movie is that it got so roasted when it came out. It was so bad. Everyone said, like, don't bother going to a movie theater to watch this movie. I'm like, come on, come on. I know that, like, you know, Jurassic Park movies are getting, they get a bit good and then they get bad again and it's back and back. And this one is apparently the reviews were so bad about it that I didn't bother to see it in the theaters and then I didn't bother to watch it for a year. But in my jet lag and everything, uh, I watched it the other day and it's not that bad. Has anyone else seen this thing? Yeah, didn't Brian yeah. and Kirsten <laughs> review it? Yeah. And do you think it's not that yeah. bad? I mean, it's not that bad. It's not, it's not good. It's not great. No. Um, I, t- I mean, I, I, it's so it's funny because it's been so long since I thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, saw, I saw the live action is. thing at the uh, P and E Coliseum. Yeah, I that know. was. Horribly funny. Yeah. Um, I get it. All right. I mean, yeah, well, it was, it was, yeah, I think it was fine. Okay, great. Well, then, in lieu, I will 
review and recommendation the <laughs> site that I went to, the filming location. Or, <laughs> or maybe we could have a new segment on the show. Have like uh, when you're hungover, R and R. Right? When you're hungover, R and R. Anyways, not that bad. It's fine. It's not good. It's not great. Let's move on. <laughs> See, at least Max, that's the end of the podcast. Art, do you have anything old to review, or does anybody else have anything else with them? I'm just saying my old reviews are better than that. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I guess we ran out of time to talk any Ahsoka. <laughs> oh, the that, new one. I haven't seen today's episode that so. just came out. Yeah, yeah. we oh, came out yeah. while we were podcasting. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. And you all, I guess, watched all the other. Okay, well, we have a minute and a quarter here. So I'll just say um, I agree with y'all. This is a great show. Yeah. This is so much fun. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Um, Balon Skull or whatever his name is is a rad Skull, yeah. bad guy who looks like a sweet medieval knight. And, and that guy died, eh? That guy died. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, Stevenson yeah. died, yes. That's sad. The that's actor. Good death to be. Yeah. Uh, Zoner Spenny uh, came up to my DJ booth at Beer Fest to give me shit. Oh, actually, he also messaged <laughs> me on um, on Instagram. Yes, I was just going to say, and, I also got a message on Instagram. Yeah, but, and he just said that said. Ahsoka burned her hand picking up the, the orb thingy. Yeah. And uh-huh. she didn't, as I would have suggested, baseball swing it like a t-ball with her lightsaber. Yes. Um, because yeah. she still wanted to find Ezra. Oh. Then we were talking at Beer Fest. It was like, but she was the yeah. one that was like, no, just de- destroy the fucking thing and fuck finding Ezra. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. But we were all we came to the conclusion that she still had, and this is a Star Wars thing, hope. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you know, that's fair. That's I, fair. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. I only have one gripe um, with the show. Rebellions are built on hope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Wow. What's the gripe? Uh, they should have uh, killed off. Um, Sabine in the first in that first episode. What? What like, they should have done is not given us two episodes at the beginning, so we would yes. we would we'd have to live with that feeling of we thought Sabine was killed for a whole week, but instead we live with that feeling for a whole thirty seconds. Okay. Bad, bad planning. But I mean, like, can why are we like having people survive? Lightsabers to the chest. Yeah, did you see that spleen? It was it was a little off to the side, but did you see that meme? (laughs) There was like lightsaber going through the back of Sabine, lightsaber going through the back of Qui Gon Jinn, (laughs) and him as a Force Ghost going, "What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Guess I'll die." (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just was like, I was like, I was ready to give this show like huge mad props. And then that bothered you? But then Sabine came back. Oh, it's fu- they missed an Oregon. I like Sabine. It's a big draw to the show. I like Fr- Sabine, bam. too. So I like Sabine quite a bit. Dude, they've got, they've got back to tanks. It's She's fine, but they didn't yeah, exactly. Back. Yeah, that's right. So, so dies Boba Fett came out of nowhere Spencer. and was like, I read the back to tanks. <laughs> yeah, she had a big glass of bantha milk. Let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, Spencer messaged me to to say that, yeah, on his TV, because everyone's TV is different. Oh, the color. Um, yeah, it it's definitely a red lightsaber nope. for the um the, oh, the, the spinning one. Oh, yeah. No, is that his name? The Inquisitor. Inquisitor. The yeah. ghost. Yeah, the Inquisitor. Yeah. And then um the other two do seem to be orange. And then also yes. was like, did you mean to say Rise of the Skywalker when we were talking about the ship from Rebels showing up? 
which by the way the ship is called ghost i've figured that out since oh yeah last oh, week. who's screaming um, but that no it is the, i couldn't believe that all what? you cartoon watchers didn't remember the ghost. the name of the ship was ghost i've never seen I'm a, a full ship episode person. i don't remember the names of things like honestly this is gonna sound like i can't even tell the difference between an x-wing and a y-wing and i know well, paul's face letters. just now <laughs> I know that there's letters, and I should know that the X wing is the X and the Y wing. Yeah, and the but y I always looks like think, a, oh and the God. Y is, a, but it kind of looks still like an X to me. Anyway, it, it, just, I'm not no, a ship. Oh my God! What? Not a ship person. Don't remember the names. Anyway, it's go. Cancel Kirsten um, James. No. Wait, you're not I'm a ship person to not or a. No, the names of the ships. You're not a ship person or a shape person. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get your letters straight. Anyway. How about that? If I look at them long enough. I know what they are. But <laughs> Squint anyway. your eyes a little bit. <laughs> Wild. Non-shaped person, uh, Kirsten James. Where can we find you on the internet? Wait, wait. I'm still talking about Spencer's thing. I know we're talking. Oh, right. I thought I thought you got that. Okay, sorry. No, everyone's just making fun of me because I don't know X's and Y's. <laughs> anyway, it does show up at the end of Rogue One, and then Spencer yeah. was like, "Did you mean Rise of Skywalker?" No, but in Rise of Skywalker, you know when Ray is getting all like pumped up, all of the Jedi Masters are like talking to yeah, her in her ear voice. and being like. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. got Ahsoka's voice, and you also have Kanan's voice mm. in there. Oh. And also, Brian was right in that Chopper does show up in Rogue One. Because I was like, no, it's not oh, Chopper, okay. it's the ship. Chopper does show up in Rogue One in the scene where they're deciding to do something. I forget. Amazing. Well, of course, of course the yeah. robot would. There's only about four or five robots in the whole galaxy. So they got to be in every single movie and TV show. Remember this? Remember this? But Ethan... Oh. Reddit. Oh. <laughs> also, also... Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this whole like she goes to the ghost land and, and meets Anakin. I, I we're gonna have to go home and just watch the new episode now to see how we all feel about it. But I'll just say that yeah. I just am like, I don't need Anakin to be in this. I don't need him to be space Jesus. And I couldn't <laughs> I could not have agreed with you more, Kirsten, that like don't de-age him. Why do we have to do this all the time? Was everybody upset that they didn't de-age him in no, everyone was fine with that. Everyone was fine that he wasn't de-aged. It's fine. Mm. I think. I was. I'm everyone. I oh. was fine. <laughs> anyway. Would it be? Would it have been weird if he was like an old, bald, fat guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, Sebastian Shaw? Yeah. That guy's name is? <laughs> I would way prefer it. A roll snips. <laughs> Far prefer. Far prefer. Oh, my God. We are out of right. time. Oh, Bud's on. Yeah. That's what it means. Well, it oh. means you can't, you, none of you can invoke my baby then. Right. Oh, let's just do it real quick. What's the due date? 24th. All right. Let's go around. Brian. I didn't pull up my calendar app yet. 24th. Oh, let's see here. <laughs> calendar. What's a Scorpio? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to go early and you're going to have... Baby on the twenty second. Wow, it's not okay. that early. Okay, thirty first. Okay, I'm gonna the thirty first of September. Art, I'm <laughs> guessing the thirty first of September. <laughs> yeah, Wait. but Art. Okay. 
Note to listeners, that date does not exist. Denver doesn't have three. Wait, you're due in like two weeks? You chose 31st, you're sticking with 31st. I thought we were talking into October. Oh, okay. That actually doesn't make sense now that I think of it. Keep going, keep going. Can Um, I have my guest back? uh, No. Okay. Sticking with Halloween. I'm going to guess the 17th. I'm going to guess that you're going to go into labor at Rifflandia and <laughs> have the baby either at the park uh-huh. or, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, going to yeah. be delivered by one of the males of the Spice Girls. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Scary Spice, yeah. A Spice, Spice, Spice Girl. A Spice Girl will deliver your baby. Okay, and bud? I've always thought the 19th. Aww. Okay, there we go. Let's see if anyone invokes a baby. James. <laughs> Beautiful. Paul. Do not. Okay. What? Brian. Do not what? Find me on the internet. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Boytanothedj.com. Art. Add Art Aronson. Thank you. Twitch.tv slash webmeisterbud. This has been the Zones Geek Out Podcast, episode 256. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.